Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. We are here for Chemist Warehouse. Heading to Chemist Warehouse for great savings every day. Give us a text 0457 736 736. Time now for Sydney Roosters and the Newcastle Knights season review. Finished seventh, the Roosters did, with 13 wins, 11 losses. After 22 rounds, Roosters were sitting 14th. They won five matches in a row to play finals footy. They had the second worst attack in the NRL this year, scoring just 19.6 points per game. The Roosters haven't made the top four since 2020. Smithy, how would you, I guess, you know, um, not not rate, you know, out of 10, but I guess how would you rate the Roosters season? Well, well, they finished with a flurry, didn't they? And they probably played the last seven weeks the way we all expected them to at the start of the year. That If you went around to, say, every, 100 people, 100 league people, I reckon at least half, or well, let's not go half, let's say 30% of them would have said, no, nah, Roosters grand final this year, mm-hmm. most definitely, or at least top four. But, mate, the way, that, the way they started the year, that, that this is a real issue for the Roosters. It's not just a one-off. It hasn't been just this year in, in, in the season 2023. Like, it's plagued them now for a couple. This slow start, Kempi. Mm. And I don't know, I'm not too sure what it is. Um, you know, whether it's expectation, the players struggle with expectation. You know, a lot of people saying, you know, you should be finishing top four or premiers or, you know, favourites to win the competition, whatever it is. Um, whether they struggle with that, whether it's a different mindset that the club take into a season where they think, well, let's just build build into the year. Let's not be at our peak round one. Let's build through the season and then be ready to go at the end. I'm not too sure what it is, but it has to change because it's it's really, it's, it's come back to bite them this year particularly. Mm. So they fought their, they fought their way into um, finals contention in the last six weeks got there in the end, they just limped into the top eight with other results going their way. You know, the, the, you know they had to win matches in all those six weeks to get there, but other results helped them along the way. And you just, you look at the, their footy side, the way they played in, in that final six weeks, as I mentioned, you just think, well, I think it's a bit of a wasted season myself. I really do. It's funny because we spoke about almost tapering into finals footy and this is almost the opposite where you've yeah. gone too hard into tapering and you've, because it's not just one year for the Roosters where this has happened. It, it's definitely a trend since 2018. We, you know, you go back then, they even started really slowly in 2018. Obviously they went on to win the comp. Interestingly, uh, Trent Robinson did mention that in his press conference after the loss to the storm, that they do have mm-hmm. to address um, their start of seasons because it's almost becoming a certainty. Now, nothing certain in, in rugby league, but it's close to as certain as you can get. If you don't finish top four, you are not going to win the comp. Like it's really becoming yeah. like that. I, is, has there ever been a year, maybe one year, where that's happened, where they've actually won the comp outside of the top four? I, I don't think there is in with the NRL era. I don't think there yeah, has. Well, no, well, I think when, when the new final system come in, can be with um, week one being you know the top four play each other, the bottom four play each other. I don't think there's been a side outside of top four take part in the grand final, or even you know win the premiership, but. 
maybe maybe in previous years where it was one v eight, two v seven, and so on and so forth. Maybe mm. someone from the bottom four of the eight have have snuck in there. But yeah, you're right. Like it's the Roosters. They've just they haven't got the the first half of their season for the last few years. They haven't got it right, and their attack was watching them play earlier in the year. They're they're in in attack particularly. They just they look confused. They 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 didn't. It was like they didn't understand their role in attack. You know, when something went wrong, they were sort of looking around at each other, just bewildered with what was going on. There was a game there that I called when they played out um, at Penrith. It's a Friday night, I think it was, um, and they got smashed. They got hammered in the end. But like the ball was hitting the ground, they were making errors, and like I was watching Luke Keary quite closely, and he was sort of throwing his hands up in the air, just sort of like. Like, like I'm lost. I mm. don't know what's going on, but they were able to fix it up. That 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 was the positive. So if you're the Roosters and you're doing your review at the end of this season, you're probably looking at each other, going, "Righto, boys, we stuffed up rawly at the start of this year, but what we able to do? We managed to turn our season around with the way we we were on the same page in attack. Everyone was confident and had the belief in the game plan and had the belief in each other." And they looked so much more relaxed, Kempi, out in the field. Mm. They just knew what they were doing. It'd be pretty interesting to find out what Tommy thinks because, as we know, our producer Tommy, he's a big Roosters man. Tommy, what's your thoughts on the Roosters' season this year? Uh, afternoon, gents. Um, very, very disappointing again. As you said, Cam, if you told me before the start of the season that we would finish, um, what, seventh and bow out in week two of the finals, I'd say, well, that's a disappointing year. Mm. Now, the fact mm. that we had injuries at the end of the year... Um, doesn't change my opinion on that. Uh, speaking mm-hmm. to you off air, Cam, before the start, and can be banged on about this point. The start of the seasons, the last two years, has cost us. Mm-hmm. The, re- the the fact that we have to chase our tail. Last year we won eight in a row to make finals. This year we won five in a row to make finals. Like it's just, it's just frustrating. You would have thought they would have learned it last year. Mm-hmm. Now I don't think, mm-hmm. obviously Trent Robinson. I think he knows he made the wrong decision dropping Sam Walker at the start. Mm-hmm. He would yeah. have been brought in yeah. a lot earlier if he didn't strain his ACL. Playing to Ali at centre wasn't wasn't the right move. Brandon Smith took a long time to gel, then he got injured. I think the turnaround towards the end of the season culminated with the turnaround in form for Victor Radley. Mm. He changed his game yeah. from ball playing to just run first, and you really saw a change in in mentality from the team. And I just really hope that they learn they learn their lessons from the last two years about mm. their start to the season. And I think we saw the last two weeks in their attack. What we saw at the start of the season, they were they were very very sideways. Mm. Can't be said yeah. second worst attack in the NRL. They need to work on that. There's mm. too many good players in that team to have that bad of attack. Yeah, it's mm. um I, one positive, and I know fans is like, well, that means nothing to me. I don't I don't really care about this. One positive for the Roosters is their culture is still good. You know, to see the player respond the way they did at the end of the year shows that you've got a, a yeah. dressing room that isn't divided. You know, even though there's been some off field stuff going on. They're still yep. playing for each other. I think that puts them in good set heading into next year. Yeah, absolutely. And they've got a couple of big names coming across as well, Kempi. Spencer Lenyu from the Panthers and Dom Young from Newcastle. You would only think that's going to enhance their their chances next year. If I had to be super critical, though, I do think that Teddy needs to make a few tweaks to his game. Um and that's that's speaking from a place of he's one of the greatest fullbacks of all time. If he was any yeah, other fullback currently, I would be like, 
he's he's great. He's good. But I do think sometimes, and he, you saw it on the weekend when he when he gets into that mode, that hyper competitive mode, he sometimes falls back into running instead of passing and forgets that mm. you know instead of trying to create space outside, he goes back to what he knows best, which is his ball running. Uh, sorry, mm-hmm. he's he's running. So I think that's a little tweak they could make that would help their attack a little bit. Yeah, I, I, well, you know what, mate? I tend to agree. There was a couple of opportunities, particularly the other night. I thought he had a chance to to tip on, mm. to pass to his winger, in which had they had space. Uh, and as you mentioned, he opted to come back in field. You know that, and that is his main weapon, right? Is running the ball, and he's so elusive and can break tackles. I tell you what, I'd love to see him do too is is try and like. When when Tedesco finishes games, he's got unbelievable numbers next to his name. Like he finishes with twenty plus carries, over two hundred meters, nearly every game that he plays. But I reckon he could he could drop a few of those just those hit up runs that he takes. Mm. Like he comes he comes in and gets the ball off the dummy half, and he has a run in and around the ruck, and sometimes he can cause some havoc. But other times it's just it's just a run. I feel it's a waste for such a quality ball carrier like Tedesco. I'd love to see him. I would love to see him get on some little inside plays, you know, from Walker or Keary or, you know, try and combine with Brandon Smith to say, hey, you know, Brandon, mate, get out, get out to here and put put this play on for me. I'd rather see him involved in those plays mm. um, and asking a few more questions of the defensive line rather than just trying to get the ball one off the ruck, you know, use his fancy footwork to try and create things. Like, use the players around him. Mm. Like, yeah. use, use the skill of Walker and Keary and Brandon Smith to, to provide you with some quality ball and, and to put him into the space. Because if you do that, then it's, you know, it's shut the light. Like, he, he'll he be gone before you know it, and he'll be putting the ball down over the line. And, and it's something that they need to improve on. One of the parts of the game Tommy just mentioned, you spoke about as well, Kempi, was their attack. Like, their point-scoring ability this year was, was not great. It was the second worst in the entire competition. Yeah. I mean... It, like a side with those players is it's almost doesn't seem real. Like if you, yeah, you know, right. like if, yeah. you, if you didn't watch them playing, you just saw the roster and then you saw that stat, you'd be like, there's clearly an error. Now yeah. uh, onto the Newcastle Knights finished fifth with 14 wins, nine losses, one draw after round 17, the Knights were sitting 14th with five wins, one draw and losses. <laughs> they won nine regular season matches in a row to finish fifth. Uh, Ponga named player of the year for the club finished the year with nine tries, 21 tries, assists, 19 line breaks, 96 tackle breaks. Now, you have to take into consideration he only started playing fullback around, we'll just say round 10, roughly there, you know, round seven or eight, round, round there. How would you rate their season, Smithy? Well, I'd say, I, I would say it's quite remarkable, really. You know, for to be at, at round 17 and you're sitting 14th with five wins, yet they make the finals and they, and they reach it to week two of the finals, I, I think that's pretty remarkable. And I, and I guess in some ways, I, I reckon the, their coach, Adam O'Brien, he'd be sitting back now thinking over the year and scratching his head thinking, we could have, we could have been so much better. Mm. We could have been so much better because they were bumbling and spitting and starting and stopping and they were all over the place at the start of the year. And I, I've got no doubt in my mind that you know the move of Caelan Ponga from um, five-eighths to fullback, that was... That was the biggest change in their season. There's no doubt about it. There is no doubt about it. When he went back there, they just had more fluency with their attack. Um, they were more potent out wide when they went to their edges. Um, you know, I, I thought that you know the halves did their job. They they played their role. 
Um, they're, they're great competitors. Um, that When they get the ball, they take on the line. But what they did was they just they knew what their role was. They just had to create some opportunity, some time and space for Kalen Ponga out the back, and he was going to do the rest. You know, he was by far their best player this year and their most creative. But, um, yeah, I go back to, you know, their coach, who was... Well, this is the other incredible thing, Kempi. There, there was a point in the season where people were talking about the Newcastle Knights sacking Adam O'Brien. Yeah. Yet then, yet they go they go on to win. What was it? Ten in a row. Had the chance to win eleven. Um, and it took on a you know it was a it was a really tough day at the office where they bowed out of the season um, against the Warriors um, at their home ground. But you know along the way with those wins, it was a, it was a pretty remarkable turnaround in their season. I think the Knights had an outstanding year. I think uh, Ponger has fully stepped into the role as the man to lead them, you know, to potential, you know, grand finals and prelim matches and potentially even a premiership. I think what the Knights need to take out of this year is, all right, guys, if we take one thing out, it has to be, first of all, a belief that we are a top tier side and a belief in the Mm -hmm. systems that were working for us. Now, the, the one concern or worry I have for the Knights is they roll into next year, they have a few tough losses or one or two, and they automatic all all of a sudden lose the confidence in the systems. Like that, the recipe is there. Just dive all the way into it. Because like, how often have you seen Smithy? One of the biggest issues with a lot of the lower tier clubs is is the squad isn't on board with the vision. That's like, you know, usually yep. the biggest issue is is not everyone's buying in. I mean, it's what Melbourne Storm do so well is they say, basically, we don't care how good you are. We care how much you buy into what we're And if you're not fully bought in, then, yep. you know, you're probably not going to be here. And I think the Knights, they've just got to go, you know what? We've got to be all in on what worked for us and just be confident in that for the next 12 months to see where we can, we, where it can take us. Yeah, I'm with you, mate. Oh, and, you know, when you, when you listen to, well, who is Newcastle's greatest player ever, Andrew Johns, talk about, Newcastle, and you listen to him in commentary, and you know his reviews of of you know the Knights games and and whatnot, and and his view of the club in general. Like, it's about understanding Newcastle as as a, as a town, Newcastle as their people, and who they're about. Like, what you know, what is it, what is it that what does it mean to you to be a Newcastle Knights player? And that's that's what I think you're you're talking about. There can be like the vision about okay, this is who we represent, this is the town we represent, this is the people we represent, and this is the type of football team that we want to be. Mm. So if you don't have everyone on board, then it's just, it's not going to work. Like if you have a few people just going, no, no, I don't quite buy into that. I'll just, I'm going to do my own thing. It just, (laughs) team environment does not work like that, um, unfortunately. But you certainly saw um, in the back half of this season, a very committed football side, a committed football side to the jersey that they were wearing, the people that they were representing. And the scenes that we we saw um, at the end of the year at McDonald's Jones Stadium, all, you know, they played, what, three or four sun, um, consecutive Sunday games there. It was just incredible. It was great to see the people of Newcastle out and about in force, in numbers, like they always are, but they were up and about at the end of this season. I look at their squad day, mate, like they're... they're They've got a couple of um, big guns moving, but particularly Dom Young. So they lose him. He and Greg Marju, they combine this year for something like 46 or 48 tries. Yeah. Um, Dom Young scored like 24 or 25 of them. So 
he is he 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 is a natural try scorer. Like he can find the line from anywhere. It doesn't have to be short. Doesn't have to be from high balls. Like he he can score some long ranges. I just think they they, they need to find someone that's going to get over the line as regularly as he did this year. Yeah, he's a huge loss. Like even. You know, all the on-field stuff is obvious for everyone to see. This guy is just getting started with how good he can be on a rugby league field. But I actually think the Knights have lost out commercially as well. I think he could have been a real cult hero there. He's very marketable. He was loved so quickly by the fans there. He's a highlight real player. He's a guy that sells tickets. He's a guy that sells tickets. Um, He may get lost in the superstars at the Roosters a little bit because they are so, you know, superstar stacked. But he's the perfect guy to be a cult hero at a club like the the Newcastle Knights. So that's definitely a loss um, heading into next year. Another thing I hope that the Knights do is they take this time and use it as an advantage in the recruitment market. I do think that, you know, we all we have to do is go back to the start of this year. Their whole recruitment got stuffed up because they decided to play KP at six. They got Lockie Miller in. He did a decent job, but now he's no longer at the club. They actually traded at the New South Wales under-19 prop for Lockie Miller. And so... And look, this happens at all clubs. Recruitment does is not a you know 100% record kind of thing. It ha- so I'm not just singling out the Newey Knights, but it's just an example of you, you've got to have a really clear plan with your, um, your roster management. And I hope that the Knights, because they have a settled roster heading into next year, they use that to build an even better roster going forward. Yeah. Where 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 do you think they'll use Jack Cogger, mate, next year? See, that's that's the thing. I'm concerned with that yeah. because he, I don't think he like I know he plays well as six at the Panthers, but that's the Panthers system. You know, yeah. it would be pretty unfair on Tyson Gamble. I think he's had a really solid year. He's exactly what they need in regards to salary cap space. Like he's never going to be yep. paid a lot of money, so he's going to fill it, do a role. You got Hastings who has played really well all year. I'm just yep. it's a, just a surprise. Look. If I'm being honest, and this is pure speculation, I think that they purchased him and they got the deal done before they went on that run. And they yes. probably were thinking, well, maybe, you know, Hastings gamble pairing for us isn't the, the way to go. You know, yep. what do you yep. think? They're probably thinking, yeah, well, I, I think the same. I think they might have been thinking, look, it's uh, the attack's not working. We need a change here in the halves at least. Um, and that's why they went with Cogger. But really, like when you've got a combination like you just mentioned, you know, with, with that spine where they want, went on and won 10 in a row, do you actually change that? I don't think so. And, and the, the thing, the beautiful thing about that spine for the Knights is that because you're so heavily invested in Ponga, you can afford to have Hastings and Gamble, whereas yeah. you're not going to be yeah. able to afford to bring in big money six or seven or even nine to a degree. I know Braley's there and he'll be back, but they've got the perfect setup right now. You've got, let's say, let's say, you know, You've got Phoenix Crossland, Hastings, mm-hmm. and Gamble. That's arguably the cheapest spine in the competition, or at least one of the cheapest spines. Yes. So it, it was almost the perfect balance. And look, it's easy to say in hindsight, did anyone ever know they were going to win 10 in a row? Like, obviously not. So, no. you know, maybe yeah. we're being a little bit harsh, but it, it's, it's still something that they're going to have to deal with next year. Yep. No, definitely. I think they'll they'll work it out. I, I, I think they're, as I said, you know, I think they, they were all on board. They were all committed. Um, and I look back on this year, I think having an entire preseason with KP back at fullback, not not preparing himself to play five eighth and you know, have that whole change sort of a third of the way through the year, I think they'll be ready to go new year at the start of the next season. Now we're gonna to head to a break. After the break, we've got plenty more rugby league to talk about, uh, including everyone's very liked segment, Holy Schnitz. <laughs> 